Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. His name is Damien Horn, and he's an international recording artist based in Nashville, Tennessee. This two-time TEDx speaker is a hit songwriter, an actor, a TV host, a motivational speaker, and and a course creator. He's, his mission is to spread the good news and good vibes. So I'm very in touch with that message. I mean, I, I think the biggest problem we have in this day and age is we have too much bad news every day. You know, the, the old adage is if it bleeds, it leads. And, yeah. you know, it, it, that's what news is all about. I, I mean, the last two years, we've been inundated with COVID and COVID numbers and how many people are going to the hospital and how many people are in the ICU. And and that's been the message that's gone on for two, two long years. And, you know, I think people have finally said, I'm sick and tired of that message. I'm tuning it out. Yeah, it's a problem, but I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my thing to help people and keep people protected. But I don't need to know this news every day. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and 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 I, I my I feel the same way that you feel about that. And so it's just like I feel like it's even more so my duty during these times to spread good news. You know, the world is so saturated on the other side, and we at least need some balance. Yeah, and I think if we can get some balance, the world's going to be a better place. And the world's going to hopefully move into a new era, a, a new era where good things can happen, not bad things. Because I think the biggest danger we have right now is there's a lot of anger out there. I don't know if you see that in your daily life, but there is anger everywhere. It just seems to be seeping out everywhere in the world. I, I really do. I, I have seen it. And, I, you know, I see it just kind of in what I do. But, you know, like what I what I constantly try to remind myself is to always uh, respond to that with, you know, love and peace and joy and try to, you know, uh, like I said, bring that balance, you know, and, and it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. Not every day I want to respond in that fashion, but I try to make it I try to be intentional about that. Yeah, and I, I think there's a, a very easy tool that I'm going to give our listeners, and that's to write on a three by five card the words, Am I being love? Am I being love? And take it out several times a day and answer that question. Are you being love? Are you sharing love? Because if you do, the world's going to be a better place. I agree. We're, we're on the same page, Doc. You know, and I, and I heard this terrible news that came across the other day that a young 30-year-old former beauty queen decided to end mm-hmm. her life from jumping from a high-rise in New York. Damien, 30 years of age, so much potential, so much going forward, and she was in that black zone and, and just couldn't get out of it. Right. 
And that's why I feel, man, it's so important what, what we do. You know, you don't know who you encounter and what that, how that might tilt the scales each day. So, like you said, am I being loved? So it's just like, so are you practicing that at all times? I, I'd like all our listeners to do something for somebody today that they wouldn't regularly do. Go to their neighbor and say, how you do it? Maybe buy, bake a dozen cookies and give it to them. Maybe, maybe just say hi to somebody at the grocery store and lie to them and, and make some nice comments because those nice comments might make all the difference. Absolutely. And and just like you said, like I remember reading that article and, and, and somebody who was talking about her said how strong she was and how they felt that she was strong. So even reaching out to those people who you feel like are the strong people in your life and and uh, they're the ones you lean on, lean on for that kind of thing, man, reach out to them as well, because you never know what people are keeping bottled inside. You know, I had a sister in law that committed suicide a few years ago and that devastated the family. We thought she was OK. But she wasn't. Right. Yeah, it's so true. You know, and, and right now, in, in with COVID, I think there's more suicides going on than people realize. I think there's more dark moments going on than people realize. I I, I believe that to be true because I think we're we're beings that are that long and in need connection. You know, and and this has brought even more separation within our world. So. You know, that's why I feel like it is important to reach out to those people, to call those people, to, you know, FaceTime them, whatever you get on a, a Zoom podcast, whatever you got to do to connect with people. You know, connection is so important. Yeah, I think we all have we have a duty for our fellow man to help along and really do some things for them. So, you know, Damien, I, I read your uh, CV and, and yeah, how how you've been so prolific in your life. Now, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'm a bit, I stereotype people a lot, so please forgive me. And I, I want you to set the record straight because, you know, you're a country and Western singer, a performing singer, but not only that, you have broken the mold because you are a TEDx speaker two times. Now, that means you're no dummy. That, that means really. <laughs> You are, well, no, that really means you've gotten out into another level of things that, that most people wouldn't associate with the guy who sings those country and Western songs, <laughs> you know, the guy who sings those, the, those songs that make everybody cry with their beer. You know? <laughs> you know, the sad songs. Yeah, those sad songs, you know. Yeah. In fact, bars love to play country and western songs because their beer sales go up. <laughs> it's like my dog left, my truck left, my wife left. Yeah, and if you play it backwards, they they are all a happy song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my job. I try to reverse that. You know, I'm bringing that that around. So, but, so let's go over what is your story. How did you get to be the Davy and Horn that you are? Uh, well, mine starts, you know, where, where I grew up and, and my, my family, you know, I, I was born and raised in Hickory, North Carolina, and I was raised by a single mother. I'm from a huge blended family of 12 kids. So, you know, we grew up in, you know, with very low means and, and, and that kind of situation at a young age. I, you know, two of my older brothers 
uh, died and, and two of my younger brothers were incarcerated for 10 plus years apiece. So this is kind of what I was seeing every day. And usually when you hear those kind of things and those kind of statistics, you kind of know, well, this is probably what's going to end up with this particular person. They'll either end up dead at a young age. Where, family, where were you in the family? Which, which I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like the middle child. I'm, I'm that person. You're like, if there is such thing as a middle, like number seven. And, yeah. um, and so I kind of grew up seeing a lot of that. And, um, but I just always felt like, uh, you know, like there was something more out there and I got exposed to, uh, new things and new ideas and possibilities first through the boys and girls club and then through the Salvation Army uh, church. And, and so, you know, these things gave me like, you know, first of all, the boys and girls club allowed me to get out of the street corner and the street life that I was living and give me an opportunity to like, uh, you know, like learn things that I would have never learned before, you know, like, you know, you know, I went to summer camps and learned archery and, and just was exposed to lots of different things. And then, uh, later on was connected to a Salvation Army church where my faith grew. And then I was ready to take on life from there. And I just kind of left North Carolina just in pursuit of what I felt my calling was and, and, and my love was, which was music, you know, and, and that took me all the way to Los Angeles, California, where uh, I was definitely ill prepared and I, I got there with very little money. And then I ended up um, uh, homeless for the next two years there. And then once again, you know, just kind of trying to figure out and navigate life. But then when I and after that, I made my way to Nashville, Tennessee. And that's when things kind of started to sprout for me. Well, you know, being in Hollywood, being in Los Angeles is a very, very tough vibe and a very, very tough goal. There's so many starving actors and actresses that are there. And, and you know, it, it has turned into a very difficult environment there now with a lot of drugs, a lot of other things. And, you know, a person like yourself uh, coming from from a very impoverished background could certainly get wrapped up in all that. Yeah. And, and it's true. And I think I well, I know the thing for me, first of all, is definitely divine intervention. And then also just seeing all of that happen to me uh, and, and what my environment was when I was younger. I was just like, man, I it I was actually afraid of all those things, you know, like to this day, I've never drank alcohol. I've never done any drug because like I saw how detrimental it was just at a young age growing up. So it's just like it kind of like when I saw it, it made me run the opposite direction. <laughs> Paola, we're running a bit late. Could you possibly pop back in in 15 minutes? Thank you. Okay, so, uh, you know, that's a real heartwarming story. And I'm going to ask you, how did you end up choosing that path versus the ugly and evil path that could have been very much the way you were? Did you have a mentor? Did you have somebody that helped you along the way? Or did you just get lucky? I well, for me, like I said, I I believe you know I have a strong faith in God, and I think I think first and foremost that was the thing that happened to me. It was divine intervention, literally like catalysts that were placed in my life at the right time to steer me in the right direction, uh, give me hope, give me a hand up when I needed it. And there were so many people like that throughout my life who just kind of kept coming in and 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 like turning my head in the correct direction and, and guiding me. And so I feel like there was definitely an overall arching, you know, like there's God out there kind of directing my path and, and, and showing me which way to go. And then also providing, providing avenues for the next step. Well, how did you end up being a TEDx speaker? I mean, that is a difficult path in itself. I mean, not only once, but twice. Well, I, it, it's it's so crazy. The story is really cool about it. I was literally playing in a, a bar in Nashville, playing this uh, 
place. And there was this lady who was traveling. She she kind of travels and writes about different experiences in cities. And she just happened to be at the show that night. And uh, I was playing and telling my story as I was playing. And uh, after I got off the stage, she kind of walked up to me and she's like, man, I really want to know more about your story. You have this thing about you. like." And so we sat down and I basically did what I'm doing right now. I just started telling her my story and we, we talked for a while, went back and forth. And she's like, you're really, you know, well-spoken. Like, have you ever done any, like, public speaking or anything like that? And I was like, no, not really. But, you know, I I mean, I'm always on the stage in front of people and kind of sharing, you know, musically. And she was like, well, we're looking, you know, for a musician to possibly play uh, a TEDx in Berkeley uh, out in San Francisco that I'm hosting. Would you be interested in doing it? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then the more we kind of connected, she was like, would you be open to speak at it? And I was like, Sure. But I was like, if I can incorporate music, I would love to. So actually what happened was I was able to sing and and incorporate songs and tell my my life story by speaking and, and playing my music. And that's and I had literally before I met her, started thinking to myself, I was like, because I watch TED Talks all the time. I was like, man, I'd love to give a TED Talk. And literally like a week later, I ran into this this lady. Isn't it funny how the universe opens for us if we let it get that way? If we literally let our universe open, uh, the universe changes and somehow the universe helps us if we let it that way. It, we, you, we, I believe we have that ability is, is within us. And I think just like we exercise it sometimes on the wrong side, we can do the same thing on, on the good side. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's crazy how, how that happens. So what now is your purpose and mission in life? Well, my purpose, you know, it's funny because before I thought my purpose was to play music, but then I, I, I finally realized that the playing of music is just the tool for what my purpose is. And my purpose is to sp- spread the good news and spread good vibes. You know, I feel like uh, that's something that comes even a little more naturally for me. I've always been an optimist, even in like the worst of situations. So I feel like we're all kind of each designed with something that is just a part of us that when we when we step into it and we do it, it's like a bird in flight or a fish in water. And so like whenever I, I play music or I speak to people or whatever avenue that may be, you know, I feel like it's my my uh, purpose and mission to encourage, inspire and motivate people like to show the good side of what's going on, direct people back to God and direct people back to love and direct people back to hope. Those are huge, huge statements there. And that, that I think, is, is a very, very positive message that you're spreading. And I encourage you to keep doing it. So what do you, what do, you do these days? Let, let me go back a bit. What are the major lessons that have you learned along the way? Maybe you can take two or three examples from, from the life that you've been on and... and, and you overcame something or how you changed your life as a result of that? Well, uh, one of the first things that comes to mind when you, you say that phrase is that one thing I've looked at is like, I've, I've looked at how everything that's happened in my life, good and bad, have set me up for the moment that I'm in right now. And, uh, and sometimes people like, and, and, and honestly, it has worked for my good. You know, like there's scripture that says all things work to the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. And so I believe like even the bad things that happened to me, even the not so fun things, the tough times, you know, those things have all been for a benefit 
to way, uh, the way I live out purpose now. And so like, you know, somebody would say, well, how do you, you know, how can growing up poor, you know, be to your benefit or how can be physically abused or whatever you might've went through. Uh, but I've, I've watched it play out so many times in my own life. And now, like I literally tell those same stories that at one point in time were these heavy burdens and it brings, you know, it takes the yoke off somebody else. It's like, Oh wow. Like I've been through that and this person was able to get through it. And so if that's, you know, it liberates other people to feel like, man, I could do the same thing. And so all all the things that encompass, you know, like I always tell friends, you know, like it's OK to scrape your knee. It's OK to fall down. Those things, you know, like they, they come in handy later, believe it or not. You know, and, and that's one of the big lessons I've seen so far, you know, just in my life. All the failures, all the things that I haven't done correctly or the tough things that I've been through. They've literally come back around and help aided me in the moments uh, that I'm living now. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to be dead in 2003. I was walking in Disneyland with my wife, Lucy, and uh-huh. all of a sudden my right foot developed a foot drop. And she turned to me and she said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I haven't got the faintest idea. Uh-huh. She said, did you have a stroke? I said, no, I don't think so. She said, well, you better get this checked out. But when your spouse says you better get it checked yeah. out, Damien, you better get it checked out. Noted. So, yep. so after a long, long series of tests, hundreds of tests, the doctors literally found nothing. There was nothing on any of the tests. So they sent me to a world-leading neurologist. A neurologist is the brain guy. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to have all the answers to all the questions. And he sat me down and he said, you better be sitting down when I tell you this. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's oh, disease. Wow. Your affairs in order. You're going to be dead in six months. Wow. That was 2003 or so. And wow. you know, 2020 now. So I've certainly climbed a mountain to get here, overcome a lot of disability, overcome that. And for all those years, from 2003 to 2019, I was a leading cosmetic surgeon. I was able to do cosmetic surgery throughout my life, and I led the pack in it. So uh, not only did I have a severe disability, it was something that didn't kill me, it didn't slow me down, and it literally let me get to where I am. But you know, when you go through something like this, Damien, your life changes. You literally go through a period of time that you think, you know, did I really live my life properly? Mm-hmm. Did I do the right things? Did I live? Did I love? Did I really matter? So in 2019, I walked away and now I'm doing motivational speaking. I'm doing podcasting. I'm talking to some of the most amazing people on the planet. And I'm really having a great time and, and really helping people get their messages out getting them to do some of the great things they love to do and also helping more and more people because instead of working one-on-one, I'm working with one to hundreds, thousands. And so instead of correcting people's physical scars now, I'm correcting their emotional scars. I'm correcting the things that really have hurt them along the way and really getting them to a level that they can be at. That's, I mean, that, if that's not purpose, I don't know what purpose is. That's awesome. Beautiful yes. mission. So it's a, it's a good mission and I'm glad I'm, I've gotten here. So, you know, I, 
where do you do your routines, your make your music? Do you play at certain studios in Nashville or are you just a recording star now uh, or do you go on tour? What do you do? A little, I do a little bit of all the above. You know, it's from recording to songwriting. I moved to town as a songwriter, and uh, Nashville is just a like you know, this is songwriting capital of the world. This is where people come to write songs, and so I, I moved here with that in uh, in mind. And I started out uh, that I got my first publishing deal back in. Uh, 2004 and had multiple publishing deals since then but then uh, artistry just kind of developed from that I, I, I love to sing and then I just you know developed that part of my my career and been signed to multiple record deals and toured and do that kind of thing and now I'm still you know what I do today is still play you know I still play uh, shows I still record you know I, I do uh, public speaking but I incorporate music so there's a little bit of everything and now you know uh, I just created a uh, during COVID you know when things happen in 2020 46 shows get canceled all at once you got to find something to do so I was like well what else can I do to help people and at the time I was taking a life coaching course online like a digital life coaching course I was like man I'd love to create something like that so I spent the next year creating one and released released it at the top of the year. So just always trying to find creative. I'm a creative at heart. So like creative ways to kind of continue my mission, whether I'm behind a guitar or not. You know, since there's always ways to do that. Yeah, I I, re, I did a recording with Nathan Osmond recently, and he's another country and Western singer that had the same thing happen to him where his whole life changed a, a drastic course when all his gigs were canceled all at once, you know, and, yeah. and it was, it wasn't for a month. It wasn't, no, it wasn't, months. it was like for two years. Yeah, exactly. It's just now like starting to open up in ways. One of the, uh, the things that happened for me during the time, like, uh, I got connected with this company who does a lot of like corporate events and they, uh, but they, they kind of transition into zoom. So I literally do a lot of like, performances via like this you know so that kind of helped a little bit but it's good to be back out playing in front of people again it's very important to to get in front of people and and do things that way and i'm glad i i think this round with covid is going to be the last go round i, I think this omicron stuff is going to affect so many people that ultimately Almost everybody's going to be vaccinated right. because this weaker form of the virus is going to go around and almost everybody's going to catch it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm praying. <laughs> I hope so. so. So maybe this is God's way of ending the pandemic. Too. Yes, yeah, please. It is, it, it's his way of saying enough's enough. We we cleaned out all the mess here that was going on. Now it's time to move forward. Right. It would be a good thing if that was happening. That that absolutely would be. So now what's next on the horizon for Damien Horn? Well, uh, like I said, I, I launched this course, so I'm just kind of, you know, putting the course out and trying to push that as much as I can. I want to get in the hands of anybody who's like looking to figure out what their purpose is. I, it's one of the things I feel like I was gifted to do is like when I can talk with people and just tell them my story and how I came about finding what my purpose was and what I was supposed to be. Because when you find that and your why for getting up to every day and, and what you're supposed to be doing, then life is like in color. It's a whole different world, you know. And so continuing to do that and then also, you know, creating music. I'm releasing a single every month this year, you know, like to really, you know, just 
get more music out. I've got so much music on like backlog. I just want to give it to people and get it out. So I'm releasing a single uh, every every month this year. And I also am a part of a trio called the Magi. And uh, we're and and our message is exactly what my mission is: is spread, spread the good news and good vibes. And that's what all our music is about. The music is about feeling good. It's about putting positive messages out there, inspirational stuff, and that's that's what I'm doing. Cool. That that really is important, and it sounds like you're living the life that you love to live, and and you're living the things you want to do. Now, this show is called "How to Live a Fantastic Life." So here's a loaded question, Damian Horn. All right. How do you live that fantastic life? How do you live it every day? Well, I, I live it every day by, first of all, just knowing what I'm here for, understanding what my purpose is and, and living that out and then sharing it with others. Anything that comes my way, you know, like what I'm learning, how I'm growing and and what's been given to me. I want to share with others because I believe I really believe, you know, like one of my, my sayings is, is the good, good life. And the good, good life doesn't mean that your life is perfect, but there's a way to live life that you're in this flow, no matter when things when COVID hits or, you know, or, you know, big celebrations come, you can you can have joy and peace and, and hope in all the, in the midst of all of that. And when you can get to that state of being in life, I think that's the good, good life. And uh, that's what I want to share with others. And I like to uh, bring others in on that, you know, and, and show other people how to get to that spot. You know, there shouldn't be, uh, you know, people who are, are so broken on the inside at, you know, 30 years old that they feel like they have no escape from this life but to take their own lives. You know, it's just it shouldn't be that way. And um, and, I, and I feel like it's part of my duty to kind of share what has been given to me to help people see the other side of that. And that when I'm doing that, that's that's living that's living my best life right there. Well, well Damien, we're just about at our end now. Uh, can you tell the audience how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to? Absolutely. The easiest way to find me is DamienHorn.com. That's D-A-M-I-E-N-H-O-R-N-E. DamienHorn.com. You can find me under my name on all my socials from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, TikTok. All of them I have all, all of these social medias, but everything's based under my name. And uh, you can find me that way. Fantastic. Thank you, Damien, for sparing this time with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, brother. Okay, thank you. Have a fantastic day. You too. Have a great one. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic day.